Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. Welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. This is episode 158 for the week of April 25th, 2019. I don't know if that's the right episode title. Let's find out. Definitely not. <laughs> 162. Yeah. No, this is episode 162. And as you can guess by my level of professionalism, I am your fill-in host, Chris Randazzo. Joining me tonight is my lovely wife, Karen Randazzo. Who's the lookout now? <laughs> and our very special guest, your Evan away from Evan, Miss Angela Fernand. Hi, everybody. I don't have a quote because I'm new. Oh, hi. That's your quote. It was in the episode. <laughs> we totally, totally, totally happened. But before we go any further, and before I ramble anymore, here's your weekly reminder that you can email us at mail at geekade.com. Just include the words, this week's episode in the subject line. You can let us know what you think of our show, what topics and or shows you would like us to discuss in the future, or just say hello, because we always want to hear from you, the listener. So last week, Evan had a migraine. This week, he's uh, working late. I'm starting to suspect he's cheating on us with another television podcast. <laughs> Never, but, I promise. <laughs> in his stead, we are lucky enough to have fantastic artist and all-around excellent person, Angela. Angie, tell the world a little bit about you. Okay. Uh, so uh, as everybody already knows, I am Evan's better half. And I worked, actually, I guess the, the best way to give this any relevance would be I worked with you guys last year for Petathon, and I occasionally write articles for GeekAid, which is amazing and lots of fun. Um, I worked for artist Greg Hildebrandt for six years, and I am a Qbert School graduate, and now I am doing freelance art full-time. So, uh yeah, I've kind of been all over the place. I've been uh, published with an indie publisher, and I'm doing video game concept art right now. So, yeah, that's uh, that's my life. I draw a lot. Sweet. Yeah. That sounds like fun. Yeah, we like her a lot. We I do. Like you We're guys fans. a lot. Maybe more than Evan. <laughs> We're keeping that in this. Yes. Yeah. I'm not sure if I meant we like you more than we like Evan or we like you more than Evan likes you. I'm not sure which one of those I meant. It doesn't matter. I'm still better. <laughs> does does that make us fangelas? Oh, my God. I oh, love you so much, you nerd. Out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is amazing. I, I can't believe it took me this long to just, you know, next time I'm just going to kick him out of the podcast and be like, honey, you've got another migraine. Right? Right? <laughs> I'm sure he could figure out how to, how to, how, yeah, no, just kick him off. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's bad. It's so weird to be on this end of things because there have been numerous times as a listener to this show where I'm like sitting here and we watched this together. It was my second time going through the show, which means absolutely nothing for me because my memory is horrible. So it's as if I watched it maybe once. And, um, you know, as we go through it, like I'll, I'll, 
like turn to him and be like, you have to talk about this. And he's like, okay. And then like, we'll have a conversation. I'm like, make sure you don't say that thing. And you know, then I'll listen. (laughs) So in a way she's already been on the podcast. Yeah. Like I'm like, like on very rare occasions I do, I do like have my little two cents and then, you know, now I'm here tonight and I have to talk about the show and I'm like, Oh, what did I say to him? Like, I don't even remember. It was his job to talk about this. So yeah, hopefully, you know, it'll be good. So what we're talking about is the Umbrella Academy. Uh, I had specifically pointed out the last episode of the season, but really just it was a way to get us to talk about the entire season. I think about four or five years ago I requested to do this show, right? It it feels like it's been forever. (laughs) Um, Yeah. With Evan's various ailments, it's been it's been a week. I'm just I'm just teasing, but uh, it does feel like ages ago that we actually watched this show, uh, and I had suggested it because I really wanted to finish it off because we were watching it and having a good time. Um, we dove we dove into this after finishing. Uh, what the heck were we blowing through before this? We were marathoning the heck out of something. We would miss Maisel and before that Punisher because that's how we roll. And that's how we those roll. are the, those are our two speeds. <laughs> That's awesome, and I need to follow in your footsteps. It was a good time. So we finished off uh, Mrs. Maisel, and uh, we we jumped right into Umbrella Academy because uh, we had heard a lot of people talking about it. And <clears throat> I don't know, I I didn't have any actual experience with the comic book other than knowing it was Gerard Way. And uh, so we, we dove in, and the first episode, at least for me, was kind of one of those like, well, I didn't hate it, so, you know, I'll... I'll keep giving it another go. And uh, what I found was that uh, the Umbrella Academy was telling a really cool story pretty poorly. So I was really interested to find out what happened, but there was just so much hacky dialogue that it kind of, every now and then it would just like smack me across the face and be like, why are, why is everyone on the show acting like a toddler? Like, <laughs> ugh. So uh, for, for context, have you actually read the comics? No, I have a very, like I said, I, the only real knowledge I have of the comic is that it was written by Gerard Way. Okay. And, uh, I, I don't know how close this adheres to the source material, and I actually really wanted to kind of look up some of the imagery, because uh, all I know about are the, the, the covers, because I was working in a comic book store when, when this was kind of a, a big, hairy deal, and I really want to see, you know, I want to see what Monkey Butler looks like, I want to see what, uh, you know, Gorilla Arms looks like. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to see how that all that translates because, uh, you know, just just a quick side note about Luther, like when he finally like, you know, we finally saw like him shirtless and he was all like gorillified. I mean, could he not just shave and then just look like a big beefy dude? I mean, like, yeah, his hands are still going to be screwed up, but like he's got all this nappy ass hair. Like if you're really that concerned all you got to do is shave, and then you're just going to look like a big burly dude with maybe a skin condition. Well, like, technically, you know, now he could get laser surgery and just have laser hair removal. So, like, he really could have solved that problem. You know what? Could he get laser surgery? When the hell does this show take place? Oh, my God. Good <laughs> question. Where is everyone's cell phone, and where's the internet? Okay, so a couple things, then, that I'm going to just interject here um i actually have had the first trade there were two that were published if i'm not mistaken the first two had come out and the third one is actually being printed now and it took them like 10 years to get to the final chapters 
of this series. Um, so this season is a combination of the first two books. Um, like the first, the first book, which is technically, I guess, a trade. Um, the first trade is the apocalypse story, but Hazel and Cha-Cha are not in it at all. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, um, so technically Hargreaves is an alien. (laughs) Um, so I I, I buy that. I mean, they did kind of like do a glimpse of that in the, in that one flashback towards the end where like his wife was dying and like ships were taken off. Like they didn't really say he's an alien, but he was clearly not from around here. Yeah. Yeah, It didn't, it didn't even really look like he was on earth. And then the like, I I couldn't tell if he was on earth and and that was was going to go to earth. And then he like opened up the jar of the weirdo fireflies that, or the little lights that, I don't know, were those the lights that made all those women pregnant? I I don't know. (laughs) And that was, that was the part that I found weird and sort of unclear because i had this comic like i had flipped through the pages uh years ago and i was not actually like i was kind of so full disclosure i was a fan of gerard way and his music but i wasn't willing to accept him as a comic book writer because i was like you cannot be all things to all people and i refuse to admit that you have that much talent so it's pure (laughs) pure jealousy (laughs) <laughs> my own feelings of inadequacy it's fine um so now uh after watching the show i actually really enjoyed it i do agree where everybody was very childish and there was a lot of this back and forth like you hurt my feelings when i was five so now i hate you and it's like get over yourselves um but that was something that they did kind of pull out of the comic and one thing that i will say is after for me, after having seen the show, gone back and read the comic with all of the context that I had from the show, I feel as though there are parts of the comic that would not have had the same significance to me uh, had I not seen the show because it really built the characters and the comic didn't do that as much for me. Um, they were much more vague and it was much more about like, this is the apocalypse. Also, we're fighting some aliens during this comic. Have fun. This is great. Um like, it was very, it, it was so different. Uh, like, Vanya has no romantic relationship in the first issue. In fact, the way she becomes the white violin is um, this guy from an orchestra of insane evil people approaches her because he... Wait, wait, whoa. An, in- an orchestra of insane evil yeah, people? Yeah, not even joking. Oh, oh, there was board. a name for it. I can't remember. Like, he has a name, too. He has a villain. I'm, like, so tempted to just go get the book off the shelf. Um, so, oh, shoot, I have to look this up now. So he, like, he had his, like, creepy villain name. And then he literally, like, he's like, yeah, so there's audition. He calls her at the beginning of the comic, and he goes, there's auditions for first chair in in this orchestra and she's like uh who are you and what do you want from me i haven't played violin in like 12 years so she's not giving lessons also she's not this timid like i have panic attacks every five seconds and i can't handle life human being she's actually kind of to me she seemed more independent and more wary of people not huh yeah like the the character that that was portrayed in the show while i thought it was a uh, the the acting was good and i actually thought she was relatable it she wasn't so pathetic yeah and i thought that the the um her whole like i don't know like hints at mental health issues um and like what they were saying about her being medicated for most of her life and then going off of 
medication and that being like the key to un unlocking her powers. I thought all that was actually pretty and a pretty interesting way into her character. Yeah, like that is that's a different approach to like bringing her power to light. In the comic, they literally this guy like basically makes her an offer and she's like you're crazy and I'm leaving and then she goes to see her family. She's not actually at the funeral when they're at the house. Um Five is already there. He came back like immediately and told them all about the end of the world immediately and it didn't take like eight episodes for him to get people to listen to him <laughs> uh, <laughs> um and yeah so he he he's there they're going through all this stuff and there are these like robots that they have to fight in an amusement park um the eiffel tower thing that they mentioned the eiffel tower incident they actually that is how the comic kind of opens so like that is explained the eiffel tower was a spaceship that like took off and went into space so cool. side note uh but yeah like like vanya became the white violin by getting hooked up to a machine because her family rejected her during this fight and she showed up and almost got killed and diego was like you're a monster and you wrote this horrible book about us and we hate you and then she goes back to the evil guy and she's like you know what let's make some music so he like turns her into this thing by unlocking her power um, and then she just goes to the mansion and starts slaughtering everybody. Like she just walks up and kills Pogo immediately. Oof. And mom is not like a thing in the comic. Like she's not really significant at all. They really built up her significance. At least it, again, this is the first trade. I don't know what happened in the second one. So, um, but yeah, there's stuff that they paid attention to like, oh, uh, Klaus should be able to fly. <laughs> oh yeah well maybe he will i know i mean right? he only just now discovered his you know ability to control six's abilities so yeah is it six or four no i don't remember his number because i just remember him as ben yeah um they all had code names in the comic and referred to each other nine times out of ten by their code names not like numbers like um yeah, I'm I'm learning this right now about yeah. all their all their code names, which is pretty wild. Like Luther was Space Boy, and the weird thing is Diego, he was Kraken, and I feel like that would have been Ben. Ben, ben should have yeah. been Kraken. Come on, man. But they literally kept referring to him as Kraken, and he's throwing knives, and I'm like, was this a typo? Like, it yeah, was such a weird. Yeah, why did they call him the Kraken? Yeah, yeah, there was um, uh, where are the character lists? I was just looking at that. So it's uh, Space Boy, Kraken, Rumor, Seance. Uh, I don't remember what five was. I feel like he All was right, number one was Space Boy. Number two was the Kraken was Diego. Number three, the Rumor, Allison. Number four, the Seance, Klaus. Number five, the Boy. boy. Uh, number six, the Horror, Ben. Mm -hmm. Number seven, the White Violin, Vanya. And, nice. of course, the Monocle was uh, Sir Reginald. Yeah. Do you have... um? the in the list is there anything about the villains i the, the only thing i found with villains was on a different site okay and like there was like a couple of them listed uh there was uh where did they go there was a uh, tussling tom no uh dr terminal doctor i think it was dr terminal the one that set up a, a lucifer clark a murder magician <laughs> this is so someone good. named lupo yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I got nothing. Yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm, I'll figure it out. Well, I do think that uh, changing around the things that they changed around uh, seemed to work well for an adaptation of this into uh, television. Very much so. Like, that's 
for me going back and reading the comic after having watched this show it not only made me like the show more but it also made me appreciate what the comic inspired because like it i don't know i just thought there was so much really cool stuff going on and there wasn't enough substance to the comic without all of the stuff that they did in this season so fleshed it out more yeah yeah. i really think that they did um the characters just didn't have as much depth and the history the relationships the training it just wasn't the same so i mean you said chris that you were kind of annoyed by this like you felt that the the story wasn't that great or I thought the story, story but... was great, that it wasn't being told extraordinarily well. Like, it was being told well enough for me to keep watching it. It was just, there, there, we kept, I wish I could think of some better, some examples, but, it, you know, because it's been a couple of weeks now. Mm-hmm. Um, there was just a lot of instances of really hacky and stupid dialogue and occasional characters just making really, just really dumb decisions. And, and the pacing was kind of weird, too. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. I don't know. We, I don't know if you did, but I think I called pretty early that Vanya was going to be the cause of the apocalypse and that it took forever to get there. Mm-hmm. And uh, a friend of ours was mentioning the show. Like, she just put, put a post on Facebook that it said, it just said, why did Umbrella Academy take eight, take till episode eight to get good? Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> and with the, at that point we had seen up through episode six and I was like, oh, I guess, I guess it's going to happen finally. Mm-hmm. And we got there. I was like, Holy shit, this is amazing. But but she's right. Why, why did this take so long? Mm-hmm. And even then, it was still... Yeah, I was kind of hoping that it wasn't going to be you know, Vanya that was going to destroy the world because it seemed so obvious. You yeah. Know, they were just, there was a lot of just really obvious steps, and then they followed through with the obvious ones. Now, of course, I guess in the end, the fact that you know, she shot the moon that crashed into earth like was, i didn't see that coming yeah i didn't see that coming yeah that was pretty cool uh yeah. i like it wasn't that, that just Von, it wasn't just that vanya went super villain and like ended the world it, of course it, there's also the, the 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 chunky aspects of like well allison kind of had her she went to go talk to her and see her and she had a smile on her face and then everyone was like let's attack her that's a great idea yeah and <laughs> they just kept making those kinds of stupid decisions and like when when uh what's her what's her name told vanya about uh how she you know did the whole rumor thing to her when she was a kid to make her forget when allison like, said that when allison vanya, said that yeah. like I did not understand how Vanya's reaction was. This was your fault. You did this to me. Like, she just told you that she hadn't, like, literally just said, I didn't know what I was doing to you. This never made sense to me until now. And you both know your father was kind of a dick about this stuff. Yeah. And, like, you were a child. Like, yeah. Like, it didn't make sense for her to, to take that as a personal attack. Like, if anything, it would have made sense for her to, like, like bond over-, over it yeah yeah that that that's what makes logical sense between two human beings but that's the and thing that, that like- you just mentioned was logic and i think one thing that they pointed out is that vanya does not function logically throughout most of the show uh, she's very driven by emotion her power is driven by her emotion and she was having trouble controlling her power which alludes to me to the fact that she also has power controlling her or sorry issues controlling her emotions um and and Which, it, it kind of gives me Captain Marvel feels. I see. Oh, like I, I want her to that. get it, sort of like not be in control of it. Like 
you need to control your emotions, but like to like own her power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and when like that was a thing and I agree, but don't get me wrong, I fully agreed. Like that scene when that happened, I was like, wow, Allison's really been making an effort these last few episodes to like bond with her sister and be protective. And even when Vanya doesn't want to listen, she's like, no, I know that there's something off about this guy. I'm going to prove it. And then she literally says, like, I have the proof in the car. And their relationship, I guess, is just so broken in Vanya's mind that she can't accept that and she can't give Allison that moment of trust. And then she completely psychotically lashes out. And of course, you know, we all know where that goes. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was, um, I actually, you know, I have to say though, I liked it. Did you guys have any characters that you particularly enjoyed? I love five. Oh my God. I love five. <laughs> like I love Klaus. Cause like, how can you not love Klaus? Like yeah. everybody loves Klaus, but five was so great. That actor <laughs> in particular, like to be playing like whatever age that he's actually supposed to be, but in that body, I don't know how that kid learned how to do that, but good job to him. Yeah. And he has, um, he has like little, little tells, like little things that he would do, like a certain face that he would make, like that pursed lip thing that he would do. And, and then he would do like the raised eyebrow side glance. Like there were certain nuances to his character that he just nailed those little traits that, you know, you develop over years and years of just being annoyed at the same dumb crap over and over again. Yeah. And then, and then he's doing it and you're like, yeah, yeah it was very impressive. He was amazing. Chris, what about you? I also really enjoyed him. I mean, I enjoyed almost everybody to an extent. I didn't like Knife Guy very much. Diego? I, yeah. yeah. I mean, he was all right. Uh, I liked the girl that died better than I liked him. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I mean, Allison, again, had her had her, had her moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked that how she was just interested in trying to make some sort of sisterly relationship with Vanya after just realizing how kind of effed the family was. And I really liked Luther up until the point where he, you know, hugged Vanya into unconsciousness and then threw her into jail. And like, (laughs) yeah, she, every, like, why didn't somebody just write on a piece of paper, like the notepad that, uh, what's her face had and just say, Luther's doing this. It's not all of us. Like, thank you. Overpower Luther, but just make sure she knows that not everybody is consciously betraying her right now. We just can't get past Luther. Allison literally had a notebook in her hand with a Sharpie. I was like, come on people. (laughs) Just, just make sure she knows exactly what's happening. Yeah. And, like yeah, I would like to nominate Luther to not be in charge of anything ever again. Yep. Seriously. Um I and I and I did find it a little amusing in the final showdown that like it was the two sisters, the two women who were like, well, I mean obviously Vanya wasn't really in control of anything, but Allison was the one who was like, let's like come up with something smart that will fix this without violence and the boys are just like (laughs) smash no plan just charge in and that was what get her like it was the plan from ghostbusters yeah that was your plan (laughs) get her (laughs) that and that that can that made sense to me for luther and knife guy Mm -hmm. but I feel like the other two wouldn't have gone in on that plan five is too analytical it made no sense for him to just go that way it was a it was a planless plan. He's way too smart for that. Mm-hmm. And and uh, what's his face? Uh, uh, Klaus being Klaus, a lookout. 
he yeah he's never been a violent guy to begin with like yeah why would he jump in there to attack like it it was a very again it was hacky writing it was mm-hmm. like okay we've got this great idea but we don't know what to do with everybody so we're just not going to even think about what these characters would actually do because this is what we want you to focus on so you focus on that and i'm just going to not focus on anything else don't look over here yeah, yeah, yeah. don't look don't look over here okay. like it would have been better if those two were just out in the car or something if they had just not even had them in the scene yeah because it didn't make sense for them to act that way and that kind of stuff kept popping up which again i really enjoyed the show i'm super happy it's coming back for a second season and i'm really glad that i watched it yeah um but i just had these big problems with it and watching other comic book tv shows like i'm halfway through the second season of the tick which is just amazingly well done it's like seeing something like this with this great cast and make these very amateurish mistakes Mm -hmm. it it really just kind of it kind of broke my heart a little bit yeah because i felt as though some of the behaviors it's not as if they were organic or logical it was like drama for the sake of drama yeah it looked like it seemed like somebody was writing like I, all right, I need this to be dramatic now. Yeah. The one and, thing yeah. I will say that I, I really loved was when Klaus got zapped back in time. And then he comes oh, yeah. back after falling in love. I think Dave was his name. Yeah. And, you know, he goes to the, the veterans hall and he's he's in the bar. And that would have been my line when he turns around and he yells at the guy. And he says, oh, what does he say? He goes, uh, I'd like to apologize uh what do you say? I'd like to apologize for you depriving uh, some village of their idiot. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like that was so good because it, like you just you could see it was like raw emotion. And I've loved him. I don't know. Did you guys watch Misfits? No. Mm-mm. Okay. So if I'm not mistaken, he was on Misfits, and he was superb. Um, like that actor, just I don't know. I always anything I see him in, I just I really love. Um, and I just, Klaus was absolutely hands down my favorite, which I didn't think would be the case because he was so non-committal and high all the time. And that's usually not the character that I like, but I couldn't right. help it. He was just completely disarming and he was hilarious. And also like they gave a pretty good reason for Klaus to be high all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I did actually I did actually care for I did care for that quite a bit that they gave him a a good reason to be who he was. Yeah. Misfits. Um, Didn't we watch this for the we did. Yeah, we watched we like the watched pilot the of that. Pilot. Holy crap, that is him. Is it? Cuz I was just about to google it. Okay. He looks so young with poofy hair. Yeah. <laughs> is he the one who was always trying to get laid? Yes, and I also he so. was the one who couldn't die. He came back from the dead. So it was like this oh. fun connection. Well, that was his like initial power. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Oh, wow. Um, Angie, you mentioned earlier that you were a fan of Gerard Way's music. So I wanted to talk for a second about the music in the show. Like, how did you feel about it? Um, I have to say, I I feel as though maybe this happened elsewhere. But since Guardians started doing the thing where they'll have, like, fight scenes to ridiculous music that shouldn't make sense, um, it's become sort of this thing that people just do. And I didn't want to like it as much as I did, but I really did enjoy it. 
Okay. Um, I felt exactly the same. I didn't want to like the way they used the music, but I did. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying so hard <laughs> to be resistant to it. And Mostly it just... because like I've not been a um, My Chemical Romance person, and I was like, don't tell me I'm going to like music by this guy. Come yeah. on, man. <laughs> I yeah. did not care for several of the music cues. Like, I get that you're exactly right. Um, I mean, I can think of Guardian instances like Kill Bill and whatnot where they've done that oh, similar that situation. Mm-hmm. But uh, Guardians really, really popularized. I, I guess I could say they really popularized that kind of comic booky action fight scene to music that doesn't necessarily sound like uh, the kinds of music that would be set to a fight scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were just pretty ham-fisted with this one. I feel like they did it without really putting much thought into it. Yeah, like, there were there were some that did not feel as well thought out as others. Like there there were like one or two scenes in particular that I loved and there were other times where I was uh, where I felt like it was getting redundant. Yeah, some of some of them I thought were great, but like the one that pops out of uh, pops out to me was the uh the they might be giants Istanbul. Yeah. Like <laughs> Yeah, that uh, was yep. Sorry, that one doesn't work for me. Like I adore that song. Yeah. I, that doesn't match up. Like nope. there's nothing it was so out of place. One of the cool juxtapositions about that kind of stuff is when they're singing about, you know, like love or something like that in a song. And then it, it winds up being like uh, just this a ridiculously violent thing. Like I'm thinking of the scene where they're uh, escaping from the ship, uh, Yondu and Rocket and uh, uh, Gruder escaping from the ship in Guardians 2. And it's it's usually something about like joy or they they they, they put those against each other. Yeah. Whereas Istanbul is it's not a it doesn't go against anything that's happening on the screen except for the general tone of it mm-hmm. but when you set it to violence it just becomes weird weird for the sake of weird yeah and not weird for the sake of a point you know it didn't serve any purpose it was just like okay we need to think of the goofiest song we can and set it to this crazy action sequence and it's yeah. so indicative of so many of the other problems that this show has where they were doing something to do a neat trick or to do a trick, not even a neat trick. Like, they were doing it because, okay, I'm going to do this thing, and I don't know how to do it, so I'm just going to do it and hope it sticks. Yeah, and it was as if they were trying to be, like, you know, I don't want to say tongue-in-cheek. Um, it was it was as if, uh, what is, it? oh, God, I'm blanking on the term. It's, uh, like, not kitschy. Um, Edgy? No, it's basically when you're you're like playing up the the goofiness of something campy. that is campy. Thank you. Ah, yeah. God, brain farts. Uh, yeah, like I felt as though there were times where they were attempting to be campy, but they didn't understand what they were doing to be campy. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, it just, I don't know. Like I love the hell out of the show. I mean, like I said, I watched it twice, and I really did enjoy it. Uh, the first time through, like I. I was nonstop. I just went from episode to episode to episode. And the episode, um, The Day That Never Was, which was basically the the moment the, when... With the time jump, the yeah. time rewind at the end. Yeah. Like, I I, I hated and loved that episode because I was like, I was wow. so mad at the end. Yes. Uh, but it made me... You know, they did stuff like that where, like, they really got me. You know, I really, mm-hmm. really liked that episode. It was my favorite one. And it has, like, no relevance in the end. And mm-hmm. to me, it, like, it's almost as if, why would you make an episode that doesn't actually matter? But I liked that they did it. And yeah. then there were other aspects of the show, like Chris was saying, where they would pair music that didn't necessarily go with a scene. Or they were, like, over the top with the drama or the <clears throat> the characters' behaviors or interactions. Um, 
so there were parts of it that were jarring and didn't necessarily work, but then there were parts that I felt were just beautiful and just really hit home. Especially because for me, that dance scene, like, I'm such a sucker for anything where they do that. And they looked like they had so much fun. (laughs) And it was just like, it it was really sweet to see, like, what you could imagine. That was, like, the two of them, their fantasy of, like, what their life would be like if none of this crap had happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That that song in particular, I thought, was really well used. Um, The scene where um, Five first like the flashback where he like ran out of the house and first time traveled mm-hmm. um the song that they put under that i have to thank the show for introducing me to because like it's been stuck in my head for a good couple weeks now what was it i don't even remember uh, it's called run boy run that's by oh. somebody named called wood kid yes actually <laughs> um, the second you said the name of it i remembered i did yeah. i looked it up i forgot that that's where i found it like it just yes has that insane percussion mm-hmm. that I was just like, oh my god, I love this. And uh, the covers, the 80s covers that uh, Gerard Way did, I thought, worked pretty well. As well as throwing in the uh, I Think We're Alone, though, that whole um, dance scene. I mean, it was kind of an obvious choice with all of them kind of being alone in their rooms, but all sort of feeling the same sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it was... It was like you guys say, like, it was kind of hacky, but I don't know. It got me. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. I think the one music choice in the show that I would argue with is um, they use Don't Stop Me Now by Queen. And um, that has to be retired because of uh, Shaun of the Dead. Nobody can use that song anymore. Oh, good pull. Totally. (laughs) I haven't seen Shaun of the Dead in years. Oh, my God. Now I got to go watch it again. You should probably watch it and, and see how that song is forever iconic in that scene and cannot be used by any other movie or show yeah i feel like it's come up it's come up about like 380 times since Shaun of the dead and i will say that and i can't think of the instances but i can i think that it's worked once or twice outside of Shaun of the dead but you're absolutely right that at the very least it needs to be used way more sparingly if not retired entirely because it will never top that scene in Shaun of the dead yeah and like all you're ever going to do when somebody plays that song in a show is just going to go, oh, hey, remember when they did this in Shaun of the Dead? That movie was awesome. And stop you thinking about whatever it is that they're using it in. Like you're just going to be thinking about Shaun of the Dead instead. I want you to know I literally just wrote down, watch Shaun of the Dead. That's my homework for this week. (laughs) Because I haven't watched it in so long. And the only line I remember is, you've got red on you. (laughs) (laughs) See, I watch it like every year around Halloween. That needs to be a new tradition in my life sure does (laughs) um well i'll tell you what we need to do now is take ourselves a quick break uh because uh as much as i enjoy talking about umbrella academy and this has been an excellent conversation uh we all need to get to bed at some point or my head will burst into flames oh i don't want you to spontaneously combust i do love you yeah i i love not being on fire uh (laughs) and she's there karen would have to clean up after it because i would be yeah and 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 also raise the children (laughs) Sorry, I don't mean to snark at that. I just... No, no, I just don't feel like I'd do a good job without him, so... Yeah, and I mean, it could be genetic. They could burst into flames. So really, what we need to do is take a break so that for the good of... Get genetic testing for spontaneous combustion. (laughs) Come down with a case of the fire. It's an old wives' tale, but it could happen. I'll take Uh, your word for it. 
All right. How's that for an obscure Cifalinale quote? So uh, we're going to take ourselves a quick break. Uh, we're going to do a couple commercials, and when we come back, we're going to talk about things that have been going on in the news. You are listening to this week's episode from Geekade.com. Stick around. Are you enjoying the podcast you're listening to right now? Of course you are. But did you know that it's just one part of an entire network of geek-related goodness? Geekade.com is your one-stop shop for fresh original content no matter what your geek is. Each week you'll find articles and podcasts about comic books, horror movies, X-Men, music, video games, music in video games, Transformers, anime, TV shows, tabletop gaming, wrestling, beer, and more. And hey, if you want to help us create even more original content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's available at patreon.com slash geekade. What's your geek? Hey guys, Vestlord Dean DeFalco here to tell you that we have a Twitch. Uh, yeah, Geekade has a Twitch, and we are streaming at least once a week. Uh, every Thursday, we are on from 6 to 11. That's five solid hours of me failing at whatever game is uh, going on that week. You want to see me cry? Twitch.tv slash Geekade. You want to see me achieve a massive victory? Twitch.tv slash Geekade. You want to see me eat food? Muckbane right there. Twitch.tv slash Geekade. Guys, check it out. It's a lot of fun. We got emoticons. Uh, we got sub badges. We got all sorts of stuff going on over there. And if you just want to pop in, say hi, give us a follow. You know, we really do appreciate it. Trying to uh, spread the love, trying to spread Vestlore Global to a house near you, maybe even your house. So, guys, pop in, say hello, and we'll catch you next time on twitch.tv slash geekade. See you then, guys. Stay Vestly, keep playing games. Geekade is looking for some partners. If you have something you'd like to advertise on any of our podcasts, our powerful overlords are ready to talk to you. Send your proposal to mail at geekade.com with the words podcast ads in the subject line, and our diligent army of trained ants will put you in touch with the head of our advertising department. With a weekly audience that reaches well into the dozens, Geekade is the perfect place to get your ads into the ears of the right people. Once again, that's mail at geekade.com. Send your ad in today. And we're back. Uh, let's talk about some things that have been going on in the news. And uh, I'm just going to kind of try to organize this a little bit because uh, we're going to talk a bit about this, the news that we didn't talk about last week. And a lot of that stems out of Disney Plus, uh, which basically had a big old info barf all over the Internet. And uh, so we're going to try to lump that, that those bits together. So <clears throat> first, uh, first things first. We have coming to us from Deadline.com, High Fidelity series reboot starring Zoe Kravitz moves from Disney Plus to Hulu. So that's a that's Disney Plus related in that it's no longer on Disney Plus and it's going to be put on that other thing that Disney has a bunch of money in, Hulu. So it sounds uh, like something that they're doing to like they only want Disney Plus to be like strictly Disney. Like, I don't know, not necessarily family friendly, but like just the brands that you associate Disney with brand, Disney brand. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know how I feel about a high fidelity TV series, but yeah, I don't know that anyone needs that, but sure. Yeah. Why not? I never saw the original. So <gasps> how dare you? Just kidding. Yeah. Sorry. Not sorry. 
didn't really feel like I was missing much. Also, based on what I read in the article, it sounded as though the content that was being developed needed to, I guess, evolve in such a way that it needed to move. Mm. So. Well, I'm not going to watch it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if I I want high fidelity, I'll go watch the movie. Yeah, I do recommend the movie. It's It's a good flick. It's not like amazing but it's good it's a it's got some real good stuff in it yeah moving on yeah there's better (laughs) disney content coming out that you can talk about for sure there is for example (laughs) disney plus it well you know what let's get let's get the basics out of the way here uh disney plus we've been talking about it on the show for ages and i'm sure you probably know this by now listeners at home or in cars or wherever the hell you are uh that they finally uh dropped their um actual uh the the details on what disney plus is going to cost and when it is happening and uh, i'm clicking on this thing and not seeing the actual things so uh let's see if i can remember it it's coming out in november and it's gonna be not a lot of money i think it was 6.99 a month 6.99 a month which is like (laughs) that's a little on the absurd side uh for the I mean, that's that's a fraction of what uh, Netflix and Hulu cost. Are you talking about the bundling stuff as well? Um, not specifically. Just there we go. Uh, okay. Starting price of five ninety nine a month. Yeah. Oh, wait, Hulu's monthly uh, subscription dropped to five ninety nine. I didn't know. I did not know that. Well, Hulu got more more uh, affordable. Ain't that something? Yeah, and then they have a twelve dollar really a month no commercial plan. Yeah, that's right. I remember all this business now. Yeah. It's the uh, the Disney Plus, though, just announcing their price and all the content that's coming with it mm. is like, wow, that's a uh, that's kind of hard to say no to. Because, yeah, I think it's it's also like six bucks a month for Disney Plus. Oh, there it is. Disney Plus rolls out on November 12th for six ninety nine a month. And that's going to have Star Wars, Marvel movies, I believe the entirety of uh, Disney's lineup uh it's it's gonna be freaking bananas but uh to 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 shift back into the the other things that we were talking about a new story comes to us from superherohype.com a website that is positively bursting with ads like literally (laughs) exploding with ads when you go there it just chunks all over the place like look at this thing yeah uh so (laughs) disney plus is developing a hawkeye series for jeremy renner neat yeah, I mean, I can't, like, I don't want to comment on anything Avengers-related until after next weekend. Yeah. <laughs> after this weekend, I should say. Is it a prequel? Is it a sequel? We don't know. He could be dead after this weekend. We don't know. And I'm really tired of speculating. Like, I, it's been a year we've been wondering what's going to happen in this movie, and, like, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> I've got four more days, and I'm just so tired. Well, it does say that he, um, <laughs> it, it brings in the person that he's training, like, the, the next in line for him, um, mm-hmm. whoever that's going to be. Well, so, the story will reportedly revolve around Hawkeye passing the torch yeah, uh, to Kate Bishop, which, uh, again, this is reportedly, so I don't, I don't want to take it necessarily at face value, but uh, we're talking about Disney Plus. So the, the whole Netflix Disney you know, Marvel stuff was all, uh, you know, not, nothing that was in the movies. They went just this completely different divergent route, whereas this Disney Plus stuff is like taking... It's very much canon. It's very much canon, and it's just like taking every 
you know, A minus to B tier character and giving them shows like, you know, Loki's getting a show. Falcon and Winter Soldier are getting a show. Vision and Wait, Scarlet Witch are getting a show. Don't let the internet hear you call Loki a B B plus character. I called him A. <laughs> I said A minus to B plus. Loki is a b- very much an A minus. There are know? so many fans who hate you right now. He does not have a movie named after him. So that's what I mean by A minus. Uh, Vision and Scarlet Witch. Uh, sure. <laughs> I'll watch almost anything with the Marvel branding on it. So, uh, I'll be giving that a, I'll be giving that a whirl, but, uh, yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I like Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye. That could be fun. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm down to watch it. Especially if they go the direction that I've seen rumors that, you know, it's his daughter that he's training to be the next Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. And like, given the whole snap and everything and we don't know what happened to anyone who knows but if that was to be true i think that would be cool it would be cool uh, speaking on uh the the similar situation there uh screenrant.com falcon and winter soldier tv series confirmed and most importantly logo revealed because uh <laughs> it's not new it's not news until you've got a logo and it's a pretty cool looking logo i gotta say Though, this this one looks like a lot of fun, because I do really enjoy these two characters, and I really enjoy the way... They that, kind of hate each other? Yeah, like, yeah. they don't have a great relationship, so I'm curious how this is going to all play out. And uh, I will admit to not having read this article for the, the all the way through for the same reason that Karen just said. I'm just done speculating about what's happening about happening after this movie so yeah it's hard uh, when they announce this stuff to to know what to think because you're like all right well did that just give them plot immunity in the movies and also like i don't want to think about this too hard because the movie yeah like i i I don't even know where to go from this Mm -hmm. i assumed falcon and winter soldier are characters that are going to somehow come back just because those i i don't think those those char- those actors don't cost quite as much as the rest of them. <laughs> Fair, uh, and they're also you know story wise, you know if if Chris Evans is indeed going to retire the Shield, you know Bucky's next in line, right? That for for being Captain America or whatever. I don't know. There's there's a lot of stuff that they could be playing at here. So that one interested me quite a bit. Yeah, that'll Ooh. that'll be something we have to revisit once the, post movie. Yes, <laughs> after this weekend, we will uh, we will come back and shine some more lights on it. Mm. Uh, let's see what else is Disney Plus related. We we mentioned a little bit about the the bundle deals you know, where Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, and Hulu no longer plus. There was a Hulu Plus. Now it's just Hulu. They lost the whole Plus thing there. Uh, they're going to start bundling some of that stuff together to kind of just further cement Disney's monopoly on Earth. <laughs> Uh, but uh, probably the one that got me the most excited was uh, we we had a Star Wars celebration recently, and it was announced that Alan Tudyk will return as K two S O in Cassian Andor live action series. This comes to us comes to us from StarWars dot com. Uh, a lot of nifty stuff came out of Star Wars celebration. I am a Star Wars whore. Uh, so I was very it's excited. True, he will have sex for Star Wars. I see. <laughs> It's nothing I haven't done and nothing I won't do again. Uh, no, I, I very much am excited about uh, most things Star Wars. I am firmly in the camp of The Last Jedi was a great movie. 
I'm also firmly in the camp that the <laughs> prequels were not great. Um, well, but I guess I can forgive you for your fandom for that. Are you you are not a Star Wars fan, or just specifically not a Last Jedi fan? Uh, yes. I just <laughs> I it was it was never really my thing. I am more of a Trekkie than a Star Wars fan if I am anything. And um mm. I'm actually not a fan of the new movies that have been coming out. I was a fan of Rogue One, which apparently anyone who's supposed to be a real Star Wars fan thinks it's like the worst movie ever. Um, those people are fools yeah that's what i had to say but then again like i'm not as into the star wars universe so like the stuff that i've cared about was that um the oh shoot the the cartoon series uh that followed anakin and clone wars clone wars yeah the clone wars that was amazing that was probably one of the best shows i've ever seen like i loved that show Clone Wars definitely got there. Yeah. It, uh, much like X-Men Evolution, it started off like, it's, okay, yeah. but then by the time it was over, you were just like, give me more, give me more. Yeah, it was, I mean, like, I got to a point where I just couldn't stop, and it just fleshed out the universe so much more for me, and, and in such a way that, like, Anakin stopped being such a tool to me. And <laughs> Well, the voice actor was a billion times better than Hayden Christensen, so. Oh, yes. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, so I mean, I, I guess like I'm I'm excited for people who care about Star Wars. Like I, it's one of those things. I'd rather see them be excited. Like when I texted you last week and you couldn't function because a Star Wars trailer came out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was I amazing. Was, I was all out of functionality. It's true, he could not function that day. I I, I was partially non-functional so my, as well, but oh, I you know the the original trilogy and you know, obviously the 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 world of existing in a world where they were making new star Wars movies and then convincing myself for years that no, they're not terrible. They're good. See, and this is why. And then eventually realizing it's okay to let this go. These are terrible movies. Uh, when I, when I'm talking about the prequels and I'm, I'm of the apparent minority that thinks that the episode one is actually the most watchable of the three, but I think it just comes down to my just utter disdain for everything that comes out of Hayden Christensen's mouth. Uh, fair. It's just they're just bad, but this is a that's a podcast for another podcast. I am a I'm a gigantic Star Wars fan, and I uh, I really liked Rogue One the first time I saw it, uh, and it's it was just one of those like, well, that was pretty cool, and I've, like the last five seconds of it were just like <gasps> amazingly cool, like when Vader just kind of walks down the hallway and you're like, oh my god, that's literally the beginning of the first Star Wars movie. Yeah, uh, that just kind of blew my mind, and um, that was cool. Every time I've watched Rogue One afterwards i've liked it more it's one of those movies that you know a lot of people complained about that movie being like well who cares everyone dies like so you you just don't you don't have time to get invested in these characters like but you have this whole movie to get invested in these characters like what are you what are you talking about like not every not everybody needs to be part of the entirety of star wars for years and years and years to be good and i genuinely gave a crap about these people by the end of it and the more i watch it now I'm even more connected to them because I'm seeing them in, interact more and more. So knowing that there's a show coming out about Cassian and that Alan Tudyk is going to be like K2SO is going to be there makes me so happy. Is yeah. that the the Mandalorian show? No, this is going to be a different show. Okay, I I I am not I I have I don't have as many rewatches as you do under my belt of the newer Star Wars stuff in the last couple of years. 
So, like, I just can't keep that fucking shit all straight. Mm -hmm. I liked it all. I just don't know what is what. Yeah, there is a whole other show uh, called The Mandalorian that I don't know. I don't know anything about kind of on purpose because I'm just going to watch it because I, it's Star Wars. It's Star Wars. It's a live action TV show about Mandalorians. So and as previously mentioned, we'll have sex with Star Wars. <laughs> yes, indeed. I feel like we're just advertising. Someone's going to message you, Chris. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Uh, I, I, it reminds me, I really need to finish Star Wars Rebels one of these days. That was another show. Did you watch Rebels at all? No, and that's one that. Well, I, I'm. I need to. So, what I wanted to do was actually go back and watch Clone Wars again because I had missed some of the episodes and I wanted to see mm-hmm. it. Like, I wanted to 100 percent it, and yeah. then I wanted to go watch Rebels next. And at the time that I had found out about that show, like the episodes were still coming out, and I was so impatient that I was like, "No, if I can't binge it, I'm not watching." Yeah, and you should definitely finish off Clone Wars before that because uh, Rebels ties into Clone Wars. It's yeah, very that's... much a sequel series to Clone Wars, which is super cool. Yeah. And but... just to put a button on this Star Wars stuff, I have to tell you that tonight is the night that our daughter like looked at a picture of Darth Vader and without any like input from us was like, he's the bad guy. <laughs> good, good girl. Yes, very good, honey. <laughs> and John's like, his name is Darth Vader. Like, okay, like, settle down, fanboy. That is adorable. Just, just keeping it alive, interest- Chris. Just just giving it uh, to the next generation. Absolutely. Nice Star Trek reference there. Tricky. Uh, <laughs> See what I did there? Actually, can I, also, I can I mention one thing about Disney Plus that I'm really excited about that we didn't mention, and then we can jump to the next one? Was it one? the Monsters, Inc. show? No. Actually, okay. I really didn't care about that. I'm so sorry. Uh, okay, cool. Um, I'm really excited about their nonfiction stuff. Oh my goodness, yeah, I'm that's like, another. Yeah, they, so they the article this one uh, was omy.disney.com. Um, so this they they're listing some of the shows and then they have like brief summaries, and um, there's stuff on here that I'm looking at that is the kind of content that I'm hoping will be good for people like because they want to shape young minds right and Mm -hmm. like one of the shows reconnect uh it says it's families being torn apart by things like too much technology and workaholic parents embark on a a unique journey to confront their problems and bring their families back together we're sure this will be inspiring like that's their thing but for me looking at that I, i you know i work with a lot of young kids when i teach like art workshops and i hear things like that often um, so the fact that it's being addressed in a show that will hopefully be approachable and mm-hmm. reaching a large audience, like stuff like that is so cool to me. Um, some of the other stuff that they're talking about covering, like they're, they're going to talk about, um, the untitled Walt Disney Imagineering documentary, documentary series. Uh, so they're, they're apparently covering the history of Walt Disney and it has like interviews and never before seen like parks footage. And there's another one that I'm looking for the name of it, um, where they actually, uh, oh, Cinema Relics. Uh, that's mm-hmm. going to be the stuff where they talk about artifacts and like, oh man, I'm such a nerd for this stuff. <laughs> like, I'm so excited to learn about this and see it. And I want to know everything, especially with the stuff that they're mentioning. Like, they mentioned Mary Poppins, Tron, Pirates. Yeah, um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, that was the other one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that very, very super cool stuff. I'm really interested in the Marvel 616 show 
Yeah. I just, I really like, I'm just a fan that they're naming a show Marvel 616. Like, unless you really, unless you know comics, you don't understand what that means. You know, I think that's pretty awesome. Um, a lot of this nonfiction stuff, I agree, is very, very interesting. Yeah. Um, and, and another thing that makes Disney Plus seem like such a, a valid service, although I do think what I do think is kind of funny is that a lot of people are saying like "Rest in peace, Netflix." It's all over now, and like, yeah, but this is so cheap. Like, I'm not going to cancel Netflix for this. I'm just going to get it too. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I'm not going like, to not def- watch Stranger Things just because <laughs> this six dollars a month thing is happening. Like, hell no, pile it on. Yeah, yeah. Netflix is like a different animal entirely. It really is, and. I'm very happy to have, uh, I'm very happy to, like, these are the kind of things that I'm okay with actually paying for. Like, I would rather pay this kind of money for this, these kinds of services than what, you know, we do with cable, which is like, well, we pay for it because our internet's more expensive if we don't have it, like that level of stupidity. Yeah. I did just want to, I'm sorry, I'm also seeing that it's, it's becoming more and more apparent that there are bundles and services especially streaming based that are being released that make it clear to me as a consumer that i don't need to have cable to get what i want um and i feel like i can actually create a more deliberate like viewing setup for myself with specific streaming services and pay less money than I would with a cable package, which I think has been the direction that television has been moving in for a long time. But it makes me wonder what it means for like regular television. Well, I mean, they're finding ways to they're finding ways to make it work and and change it up, uh, to continuing with regular television. Uh, and there's also, you know, it depends on where you are in the country. Like high speed internet especially in the United States isn't what it is in, in other places in the world, like, like Japan. So, Mm. uh, and you've also got to take into consideration, like you're talking about where you are. I'm sure it's, it's, it's probably possible that you could, uh, cut the cord as it were and just go all streaming for us. There's literally only one option in the area. And if we don't get that high speed internet, then the next high speed is like, you know, four just just above just above dial up kind of speeds yeah. like it's not enough to do any sort of gaming or even you know the podcasting that we do uh so there's there's a lot of uh companies that have a chokehold that, that basically stop that kind of future from happening because we have cable that we don't use at all um because if we didn't have it, our internet becomes more expensive, and then at this point, like okay, well, we may as well have it so. It's like 10 bucks a month or something for the occasional, okay, well, let's see what's on television. Or, you know, so my mom can watch CNN while she's watching the kids during the day or something. Mm. I did want to throw it back once more before moving on to the other uh, episodes that we were talking about Alan Tudyk as K2SO. If you like Alan Tudyk playing robots, watch The Tick because he plays Danger Boat and it's amazing. Oh, my God. Oh, Tick is so good. I need to watch that next. I have so much homework. Everyone needs to watch The Tick. It's not a ton of episodes. It's incredibly good. And Alan Tudyk plays a uh, plays a homosexual boat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. Yeah, sold. That's how they should promote the show. That's marketing right there. 
There it is. It's as good as it gets. <laughs> All right, let's start tack- tacking on some things that are not Disney Plus related. Let's see. Uh, TLC revives what not to wear as Discovery loads up on franchises. This comes to us from Variety.com. Uh, what not I'll to take wear? This one. Yeah, go okay, ahead. Okay. Ta- talk to us, Karen. Oh, my goodness. Um, what not to wear? It was crack to me yep, in yep, my 20s. Yep. I'm so excited for this. You don't um, even know. I really want to know who they're going to get because I feel like in the realm of uh, reality makeover content, uh, right now the Queer Eye guys are top. Um, so they're going to need a pretty dynamic pair to uh, pull that audience. Um, but What Not to Wear was such a wonderful show, and I miss it so much. And apparently, the hosts hate each other now. So, oh, really? Yeah, there was some sort of Twitter beef that happened, and they're just not friends <laughs> Twitter anymore. Twitter beef. <laughs> I can't believe that's a term. Um, but, yeah, and I guess there's other TLC stuff that they're reviving. There's a whole list of um, the other shows in this in this uh, article that I don't care about because <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that kind of time, but I will make the time for what not to wear, which is the last show on this. Say yes to the nest. Okay. That's a new show about like finding your first home. Okay. That's kind of cute. Meh. Um, exactly. <laughs> Sorry. Like we already have house hunters <laughs> to judge people. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of like that kind of thing, like, you know, house finding and, there's some wildlife shit on here. Yeah. And that's all great. If you like nonfiction programming, this seems like it's probably good news for you. But the very last one is um, is what not to wear. And I don't care what it is or when it is. I will find a way and I will watch it. Yeah, I think that's I really the most it, important thing on that list. I truly hope it's good because uh, Karen and I talked very seriously about trying to get my sister on the original show. Oh yeah, God. we did. And yeah, uh, we, and and I'm pretty sure we could get her on now. Like, uh, if if this show is any good, because I mean, if it comes on and it's a steaming pile of garbage, then I don't necessarily want to do it. But knowing that this is another thing in existence, we got to get my sister on that show. Uh, one of the other things that's mentioned here is the Good Eats um, reboot. Oh my God! Oh, what? Hooray! I did not talk about that. I feel like they've been talking about that for ages. It's it's a, all, it. There's no date. It says it premieres in Q3, which I guess is the fall. Okay. I don't know Neat. when TV quarters are, but I'm going to assume Q3 is the fall. Well, back to assuming. Uh, that's actually not a very good segue, because I'm not <laughs> assuming anything. But I know that this next story hails to us from SuperheroHype.com. Uh, Titans Season 2 casts Game of Thrones... Ian Glenn? Jorah Mormont as Batman. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great choice. Especially not for somebody who's going to need to... like be doing Batman extensively in movies, uh, which I assume Batman's just going to be kind of a uh, somewhat character you don't see a ton of. I feel like, the, I feel like yeah, he's a good choice. I mean, when you think about it, he's a good choice, but like at first I was like, what? Yeah, that was my like, reaction. It didn't make any sense to me, but this is a this is a voice thing, right? This is an animated thing. No, no, it's live oh, action. Yeah, it, really, it's gonna be. You know what though? I feel like he. It's it's all about the chin. He's got the chin for it. That was my thought exactly. At first, I was like, he's got the voice and he's got the chin, and I bet we're almost never gonna see Bruce Wayne. And even if we do, this guy cleans up pretty snazzy looking. Yeah, like I think I I, I really think he's a great choice, especially for a TV one. I've heard very mixed reviews about Titans. Um. I've heard a couple people are just like, yeah, 
Yeah. And then a couple of people are just like, no. <laughs> so I, I don't know. Well, I like this actor, so not that I'm going to be watching this Titans thing. Yeah, I'm not necessarily going to be watching it either. I'm just glad to... I feel like, you know, getting to be Batman, even if you're Batman in something awful, is one of those things that's still just kind of cool to have on your resume, you know? Yeah, you never say no to being Batman. It's like that meme, always be Batman. Exactly. You know, be yourself unless you could be Batman. Who would ever skip an opportunity to be like, I'm Batman? Like, yes. Okay, you're now officially awesome forever. I mean, I think Michael Keaton skipped it the third time, but I think that was a good choice. <laughs> yeah. So, small side tangent, I was watching uh, Community because I'd never seen the Yahoo Screen seasons. <laughs> and there was an episode where they did like a, um, a, they were all like Secret Service agents and they were on earpieces to each other and their code names were all various different Batmans. <laughs> <laughs> it was like Clooney to Keaton. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing! <laughs> it was a pretty cute gag. Had, so, did you see the? Ep- uh, we'll get it to it another time. The episode when huh. for Halloween when um, Abed dresses up as Batman and he he has like amazing Batman voice. Yes, it was so good. He's a very good Batman. Yeah, I love it. Speaking of very good, TVLine.com tells us that Tatiana Maslany joins Matthew Reese in HBO's Perry Mason limited series. <laughs> That that's a, that those are words that don't make sense to me together in the context that they're in. Me neither. But Tatiana Maslany getting cast in almost anything is good news for me, and good news for that project, and good news for the world because she is a national freaking treasure. She sure is, even though she's from Canada. Can she's I be the person Canadian to say treasure. I don't know who that is? She's from Orphan Black. Oh, that one. Okay. She's the one who plays all the clones and is like. All right, just start, just drive a dump truck full of awards up to her house because, like, that shit was constantly impressive. All right. Ooh, this is set in, like, uh, 30s LA this season, this series, which just, I didn't realize that's Perry. Like, I knew Perry Mason was kind of like a detective kind of thing, but I didn't really get what it was. But, ooh, that's awesome. And Maslani will play Sister Alice, the leader of the Radiant Assembly of God who preaches three sermons a day to a hungry congregation and nationwide radio audience. Described as an entertainer, politician, and God's conduit to the city of angels, Sister Alice wields great power when she speaks and plans to use that power in ways only she can know. Ooh, devious. Wow. Well, from one detective to another, uh, the Hollywood Reporter reports that Veronica Mars' revival gets premiere date on Hulu. So look at that. There is something I care about on Hulu. Huzzah. (laughs) Yeah. I think when this was posted, I was like, we have until this date to get Hulu. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which, now that it's bundled together with uh, Spotify or something, I think that's something we might just have to bite the bullet on. Yeah, we got to do that. Uh, So yeah, July 26th on Hulu, we're going to get some more Veronica Mars in our lives. And I am happy about that, having recently binged the entire series. Uh, Jeez, that wasn't even that long ago, huh? Yeah, no, that was that was like over kind of Christmas time. Yeah, we 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 blew through just tore through the series and then the movie, which uh, made a lot more sense now. (laughs) That was that was the that was the rewatch that kind of derailed our CW watching. (laughs) Yeah. I uh, I had seen the Veronica Mars movie before I saw Veronica Mars, so I was like, kind of lost. Like, you know, I remembered it being good, but since I didn't know who anyone was, 
and the movie was kind of based on you knowing who some of these people are. Yep. Uh, it, 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 I felt a little lost, but now I am less lost, and I am very excited to see this. Have you seen Veronica Mars? I started it, but I haven't finished it, and I owe that to Evan, the fact that I even started it, because I was always like, yeah, yeah, like I saw Harriet the Spy when I was a kid, and he was like, no. No. Just shut up and watch this. <laughs> I was like, oh, fine. Like, he shouldn't tell you to shut up, but shut up and watch this. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, he, he never actually says that, but I know he wants to. Uh, um, yeah. So uh, we, we had started it, but then he started me on so many things. Like, he started me on that. He started me on Chuck. He gets so excited. He he shares all these wonderful like things, but then I get overwhelmed, and I'm like, I can't. There was a cute little, like, um, promo video on Instagram for this Veronica Mars, and I nearly got myself in trouble at work because I was trying to use the repost app to um, post it to my Instagram to say I was excited about it, and it started playing with sound on my phone in my <laughs> office, and, I'm like, uh, and it's talking about, like, you know, lowlifes and junkies and topless bars, and I'm like, oh, God, please, please don't judge me, people that I work with. <laughs> That's when you just you know own it and you're like listen i have a public surface announcement everyone needs to watch this it's very very important <laughs> i wish i worked somewhere cool where that would work yeah i know <laughs> well, let's see uh let's let's keep trucking along here uh karen you posted this one uh, mm -hmm. uh tv tells us that four weddings and a funeral hulu anthology series to premiere in july yeah i don't know what the hell this is um but i like that movie it's uh it's, it's an anthology series. No, yeah, I get that. <laughs> it's on Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 just a weird thing for them to make a show of this movie. Like nineteen ninety four was kind of a long time ago. Hey man, we were just talking about the high fidelity T V series, so anything's possible. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know how, like, loosely based it's going to be on the original, because it's, I guess, is, is each season going to be one wedding, like, or, or the funeral, like, and it's, it's an five episodes, but it's an anthology um, series, so each season, like, with those, each season doesn't, is, like, loosely connected to the others, with basically using the same cast so yeah. uh, i don't know what the fuck this is gonna be um but if you like that movie then maybe you'll like this show and maybe you should check it out um mindy kaling is involved so that's good i like her all right i'm running out of consciousness so let's let's move this train along here uh this is us is right this is us mm -hmm. is, 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 is us. yeah that's how you say that <laughs> sterling k brown joins marvelous mrs Maisel season three from tvline.com i didn't read any further than this because i didn't need to i like that guy i like that show i'm sold <laughs> there's really not that more to much more to it i think he tweeted like during while season two was available that he was like i like this show i would sure would like to be on it and then like it happened that's fantastic <laughs> i think that was um, the best way to present that news Clear cut, you're, concise, amazing. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, this one, I actually can't open the link, but I know it has something to do with Archer. So oh, Archer's still a TV show. Yeah, it's a... Um, sorry, that was a weird Apple News link. But basically, um, Archer's going to have their next season soon. And it's in outer space. And it has a trailer that looks great. And I kind of forgot that Archer is still on. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> now the trailer for 10th oh it's the 10th and final season oh okay um and it's archer 1999 <laughs> and they're in space and it's coming at the end of may may 29th that's oh, awesome yes. and i will watch it eventually that i like archer soon and i am psyched and like it's getting a little ridiculous. It, it's become sort of an anthology series in and of itself where like the seasons are all weirdly kind of loosely connected. Yeah. But each their own separate thing. So uh, I, I think season 10 is a good place to leave it. Word. Especially since it looks like, a, like Pam has turned into a rock monster. Oh my God. <laughs> and then there's this other little green alien character and I don't know who that is, but... I remember seeing it in the in the trailer and going like, "Oh, they turned another character into an alien." Either that, or maybe they just brought the ocelot. Oh, that could be. <laughs> That's what it translated well, I mean, it's the to. great kazoo from uh, the Flintstones. Who yeah. knows? So watch the trailer. I'll get the proper link to you so we can put it in the show notes. Cool. Well, speaking of space and Star Trek, yeah, uh, we've got some news about the Jean Luc Picard series, which I am very excited about. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think Jean-Luc Picard was awesome. I love Next Generation. And uh, let's see, we've got superhero hype once again. Uh, if you can get past all the ads that are constantly being vomited at your screen, you can read the words, Star Trek Jean-Luc Picard series adds three more to cast. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to look for the other two names because there was really only one name I gave a flying crap about. Uh, well, it was Allison Pill is the one that I care about. Uh, she was recently appeared on American Horror Story Cult, but I know her from Scott Pilgrim vs. The World and uh, The Newsroom. So that I thought was super cool. She's going to be in space. And then there's uh, some dude, uh, Treadway, has been hard at work on the fourth season of The Crown. Okay, so that's someone Karen might know. Although I don't think this picture of him holding a heart in his hand is from the crown. <laughs> but, you know, maybe that show took a turn. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not caught up. Uh, and then there's someone... Bri- All right, so Harry Treadway and Issa Briones, uh, who is either an actress or some sort of bread. Uh, <laughs> but she was in Hamilton. And also some flavor of American crime story. Not American horror story, which is a different thing. See, so, I'm less uh, I'd like yeah. to comment on these people, but my iPad sure is being a dick right now. I'm less concerned with the people added to the cast and the fact that Jonathan Frakes is directing it. Yeah, that was going to be uh, another thing. He's he's going to be a uh, he's not directing the series, right? I think he's just directing an episode or two. Uh, uh, let me see. He would direct two episodes. Yeah, two episodes. And you know what? I don't have to listen to him. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> isn't he a per? Well, no, I I say I don't have to listen to him, but he was a he was great as Xanatos and in, in Gargoyles. So, oh, I, yeah. I, you know, I, I I don't want to take that away from him. But I didn't hate him as Riker and in, uh, in Next Generation. I didn't love him because you know, he wasn't awesome. But oh, geez, superheroes t- superhero hype is now talking ads at me. I'm closing this window. Uh, yeah, Jonathan Frakes is going to direct a couple episodes and. The dude's got some Star Trek Star Trek shops. I'm sure it's going to be just fine. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to all of that. Yeah, I'm. I and I haven't caught any of the current Star Trek at all. The uh, the new stuff. What's it called? Yeah the the new the new Star Trek. I you know, I liked all three of the movies, but they were very non traditional Trek. Like they're super mm-hmm. fun, and I really love them. 
uh, but they're they don't feel expressly Star Trek to me, uh, and I really like that you know kind of dry nerdy Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I've heard that the current series, which again, whatever the hell it's called, uh, is is Discovery. quite discovery there we go is quite good and i'm sure i will watch it someday but it is you know it's on my list of things to watch which uh is currently the last season of voltron and the tick Fair. but good yeah point. lots of good stuff did you uh open up the thing can we t- do you want to I talk did, about this? i don't recognize this harry treadway dude at all hmm. i'm sure if i looked him up on imdb but that would take me too long and it would not be interesting to listen to so Indeed. Moving so uh, let it, let us move on. Uh, Star Trek is cool. But what <laughs> is not cool is what we learned from HorrorFuel.com oh. that Netflix is canceling Santa Clarita Diet before we even got a chance to watch the darn thing. I'm uh, really this mad is about this. Pretty heartbreaking because this has been uh, this has been pretty high on my list of things to watch for a while now. Every trailer I've seen looks hysterical, and I love me some Timothy Oliphant, but. Yes. Um, and Dan, my co-host on Stone Age Gamer, has also been talking up some serious game about this show, which is hilarious because last week he was all like, yeah, you got to watch this show. It's the best. It's amazing. And then like a few hours later, they announced it was canceled. Ugh. So you haven't seen any of it? I haven't seen no. any of it. So I've seen the first season and then I started the second season without Evan and he like threw a tantrum. So <laughs> I, I now officially have to wait for him to watch it. And I'm okay with that because I enjoy watching these things with him more, especially because then we'll go back and forth gushing over the two of them because I also like Drew Barrymore sometimes. And I always love Timothy Oliphant, so. Or as we often call him, Timothy off with his pants. Uh, Yes, please. (laughs) I mean, love you, Evan. Everything's great. How can you not? I mean, really. And then, yeah, anything I've seen him in, he just, he's so good fine he is a delight evan, uh, evan gets ryan looks, reynolds i get tim that's good yeah that sounds like a hell of a weekend uh, <laughs> no this show looks great and i think it's a real bummer that it's getting canceled um does it say why i mean i know netflix doesn't usually comment on that kind of stuff nope nothing yeah, it's just like screw you guys just f you that's we're, why we're done with this show and I don't, I don't know what kind of audience it has because outside of Dan, I've never heard anyone actually talk about it. Like, oh, you got to watch this show; it's great. Our other friend Angie also loves it and oh, is yeah. super mad about this. Yeah. So this is a huge bummer, and it's one of the one of the things that happens on Netflix that's a, that is is a bummer is that we don't really get a lot of reasoning behind things that go away, and I'm kind of sad that it's not getting some sort of resolution. Uh, because it does seem that the, the season three ends on some level of cliffhanger, but I could be reading into that wrong. But regardless, that sucks. We're going to watch it anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'm still going sure. to You don't finish. tell us what to do. You're not our dad, Netflix. <laughs> yeah. We're going to watch the hell of it. We pay for Netflix and we're going to watch it. Can Hulu have it? Can someone bring it back? I mean, this kind of thing happens all the time, so who knows? Maybe. Yeah, I mean, if there's enough of an outcry, it's possible that they could be like, all right, we'll give you one last season just to wrap it all up. But, man, Netflix and their cancellations. Those those Marvel shows. Playing with my emotions, Netflix. Tiddlywinks with our hearts. Indeed. (laughs) All right, let's finish off with one last Netflix story. Beyonce's Netflix deal worth a whopping $60 million. Gee, I wonder where that money came from. Santa Clarita Diet. (laughs) (laughs) 
Variety.com. Yes. If you're mad about a Santa Clarita diet, please send your hate mail to Beyonce. Yeah. Uh, what the hell is this about, Karen? I don't know. The She released this uh, documentary last week that was like a huge deal. Something to do with Coachella and I don't know. And just like, you know, a, a history of herself, basically. Um, and it was a huge hit. And on the heels of that, Netflix is like, here, here's $60 million. Make three more things. So if you like that Beyonce doc that just dropped, you're going to get a lot more. Good for you. So they didn't well. give anything as far as guidelines? Because when I opened it, it the ads yelled at me and I got scared and closed <laughs> it. So I have like no context. Tell me more. Um, I don't know that I can uh, give you a lot more. Um, Just like Evan Beyonce. Evan and I are on record as having Beyonce ambivalence. So uh, <laughs> exactly, I've, give, I've given every last shred of caring that I can to this story. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I don't want to hold this up like. I skimmed this and I was just like, okay, they're giving her more money to make stuff. And then a problem occurred with this webpage, so it was reloaded. So I can't tell you anything. Beyonce is filthy rich and she should fund a final season of uh, Santa Clarita Diet. Please and thank you. <laughs> and on that note, uh, it's time for us to call it a night. Um, thanks for joining us, Angie. Thank you for having you, me. It was a lot of fun. You did a wonderful you job. Saved the podcast. Yes, you saved the podcast because we would have. We didn't want to. Do, we didn't want to do this solo tonight. We actually hate talking to each other. So if there's not a third party, we're just like, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> this doesn't happen unless someone else is there. Oh, well, guess. really, it all boils down to like, well, we could sit here and talk about TV, or, or we, we could, could watch, watch more. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Which is what we would have wound up doing anyway. So uh, that's uh, that's going to be our show. Uh, thank you for listening, everybody. You can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com, as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook at Geekade. Find us on Instagram at Geekade. Subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels at Geekade for all our latest video content. Follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade, or follow the show specifically at Twepcast. You can also find us individually on Twitter. I'm at Geekade Chris. That's Geekade K-R-I-S. Karen, where can people find you on Twitter? Shoot underscore the underscore moon. Uh, and Angie, are you on the Twitterverse? Do I have to say yes? Because I am, but I don't use it. Oh. <laughs> well, would you like to plug anything in general? Sure. You can find me on Instagram. I'm at Afernot. That's A-F-E-R-N-O-T as in tiger. Mm -hmm. All right. I will find you. <laughs> I hope and so. And you should follow her because she has very cool, interesting art that mm. is very beautiful and awesome. I love you guys. As well as, you know, she's just beautiful and awesome in general. Can you hear me blushing? Because I'm blushing really hard. All of those words. Uh, and <laughs> if you want to, for to some me. reason, follow Evan. He's Ev at geekade underscore Evan. And he never tweets anything. No. If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed here tonight, be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. Or if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com for more fresh original content. Uh, Angie, I hear that uh, you can conjure Evan's choice for next week's episode. What does he have in store for us oh i'm very excited about this one uh the new twilight zone series episode one ah excellent. all right sweet yeah so i wanted to watch that said? anyway yeah i'm hoping that this is amazing because i love the old twilight zone so yeah well that's 
outstanding. So uh, there's your homework, ladies and gentlemen. The Twilight Zone, the new fancy one on CBS All Access, which is really funny because it doesn't give you all access to CBS. Thanks, guys. Uh, so, yes, thank you very much for listening. Thank you, Angie, for joining us. Thank you, Karen, for being here, as always. On behalf of myself and everybody else, I guess uh, keep watching TV. <laughs> Bye. Good night. And this concludes our broadcast day.